0: This is an I Annapolis bonus podcast. Joining us on the phone today again is Michelle Eberly, who is the executive director of the Maryland Health Benefit Exchange. Welcome back. How are you, Michelle?
1: I'm very well. Thank you, John, for having me back.
0: Well, the reason you are back, um, and you don't, you know this, I don't, but we are in the middle of the open enrollment period for health insurance, November 1st through December 15th, and this is pretty much for the folks that don't have health insurance through a work plan. They may be self-employed. They just may not have health insurance. And it's, I guess it's the Maryland answer to Obamacare. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, that, yes, that is fair. We are the state-based marketplace and we were created out of the Affordable Care Act. So we're known as Maryland Health uh, Connection is the the platform that we use for people to come and enroll in health care.
0: Open enrollment started on November 1st, went to December 15th. And you guys had, I want to back up a little bit because 2020 was such a a crazy year. It continues to be a crazy year. But early in the year, you guys reopened up this exchange back in March, I think it was. It might have been April, but I think it was in March for several months for people that were coming into this COVID-19 pandemic. And that was a real success for you, wasn't it?
1: It was. And in fact, as soon as Governor Hogan declared the state of emergency, We knew that there was a lot of Marylanders very concerned about their health and if they were going to get COVID, uh, what they would do if they didn't have health insurance. So we opened up a special enrollment period. And of course, way back then in March, we thought, oh, well, this, you know, probably we won't need this very long. So we had opened it for 60 days. Well, fast forward, and we actually extended it several times, and the most uh, recent one in August when we decided to keep it open right through the open enrollment period of December 15th. So there still is the COVID special enrollment period ongoing, but right now what's really important is the open enrollment for 2021 plan. So just to clarify a little bit, For your listeners, if somebody needs health insurance now for this year, for 2020, they can come in and enroll uh, through that COVID special enrollment period. What we're talking about during the open enrollment period is for plans for 2021. So there's two things going on right now.
0: And the 2021, obviously, I'm assuming kicks in on January 1st.
1: That is correct. Yes, it, they do.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's let's talk about the different options that people have. First of all, you can go to
1: it is marylandhealthconnection.com is our our website. Then you can also download our mobile application which is Enroll MHC. And the really neat thing about that mobile app is that it has a GPS locator on it. So Wherever you are in the state, you can hit the button that says get help, and it will know where you are, and it will find all of the assistors that can help you with getting understanding insurance and getting insurance. So whether it's one of our navigators, whether one of its our insurance producers, whether it's a local department of health. um, So that's a really neat feature. And then we also have our call center, which is eight five five four two eight five seven two and we can offer language assistance in over two hundred languages so we have folks ready to help there as well.
0: I would have to think that in twenty twenty one you're gonna be a a very busy person. I would think with the way unemployment has happened and it's gone on a lot longer than everybody would have anticipated. As you said, you didn't realize it was going to be this long. I mean I figured you know, March nineteenth. I figured, okay, two weeks, we'll be out of this, and you know, just deal with it. But here mm-hmm. we are. Here we are, nine months later. But I imagine twenty twenty one is going to be a busy year for you because we've got so many people that are unemployed, underemployed, and you know, businesses that have have closed that are going to need health insurance to care for themselves and their and their families. This is a way a way to get affordable health insurance, and you know, the price of health insurance has just gone through the roof over the years. I know when I owned a business where I had several employees, I would just cringe at the renewals every year. And it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's, you know, this expensive. Um, And our medical, you know, our medical system is expensive. But this is a way where you don't necessarily have to spend a ton of money. I mean, you've got a ton of money to spend. I'm sure you can find a plan that will do it. But you've got, you know, you've got got some value plans and you've got a a selection of different Mm -hmm. providers that will, um, I know... You've got Care First, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Kaiser Permanente are in there. So they're the, the big ones that are, you know, here in Maryland, actually, uni- you know, across the United States. United
1: Health Care. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Is that a new one for and, this year?
1: And United Health Care is new for this year. And then let me tell you a little bit about uh, the different plan options, because how insurance is determined, um, the cost of insurance is based on where in the state you live and your age and your income, for the most part. Okay, those are the three big areas. The other fourth is just depending if you're buying a plan for yourself or your family. So that's no really different. Um, but when we look at that, what's really important is the income level. And this is especially important for people that may have lost their job or, or their income's been reduced. That there's several options available. So one is our uh, Medicaid plan. Those are really no cost to the consumer to come in. And I'll give you a reference point. If you're a family of four and if your annual income is up to approximately $36,000, you may be eligible for Medicaid, which is free insurance. And by the way, it's the same, you know, the benefits are just as good. They're the same. It's not any short-rate health insurance. It's quality health insurance.
0: You're not talking to a guy down by the river.
1: That's right. That's right. This, in fact, you know, Kaiser participates in both of both networks, um, both Medicaid and private commercial. So, I mean, it's the same plan. Now, the second option is you may be eligible for um, tax credits, and these are similar to like child care tax credits. But what's different about them is they're paid in advance. So they're paid directly to the insurance carrier. So it reduces your monthly premium. And to give you a reference point of that, if you are a family of uh, four and you make up to $103,000, you may be eligible for tax credits. that will lower the price of your insurance. So that's the second option. The third option is uh, just for folks that don't qualify for free insurance or tax credits to come and purchase health insurance directly. And what's really important to know is that our the insurance rates, because of efforts that the state has done to lower insurance premiums, amount you would pay every month, we have lowered those rates another 12% on average this year for most parts of the state, for most people. And in fact, the 2021 rates are similar to what was uh, charged in 2018. So we really worked to push that monthly cost of the premium down. Now, in addition to lowering that cost of the monthly payment, as you said, John, we also introduced what we would call value plans. And this came out of feedback from people in the community saying, you know, I've got these health insurance plans. I pay this much every month. I my deductible is this much. I can't ever get any services. Why am I doing this? Why am I paying this? And we like to remind people that under all plans through the Affordable Care Act, there are what we refer to as wellness uh, benefits that you can get pre-deductible, no out-of-pocket costs. That's things such as immunization. Now with COVID, your COVID testing is included. The uh, like mammograms, colonoscopies, things like that screening. So there's a lot of services that you could already you could already get through the Affordable Care Act. However, what we did with our value plans is we went one step further and we really listened to the community and we said, okay we're going to work with our insurance carriers to offer some plans that provide more services pre-deductible, meaning that you get more for the policy you're buying because you don't have to pay anything out of pocket for that service. For instance, things such as going to see your primary care doctor, your urgent care visit, generic d- drugs. Those and our value plans are covered benefits before your deductible. So just trying to make it more affordable for people to have and then use their health insurance.
0: Well, is a value plan more like a, um, for lack of a better word, like a catastrophe type of a plan that where it doesn't maybe cover the as much for the stitches because I split open my finger on the door door or something like that. But if I get you know hit by a car and I need to be flown to shock trauma, it that's where it proves its value. Is that the type of a plan that that would be?
1: No, absolutely not. It's a typical health plan, um, but I'll give you an example. So in the value gold plan, and if you look at the premiums, we encourage everybody to look at the premiums, because sometimes you may pay $10 more, $20 more a month for the gold plan. But I'll give you for instance. In the gold value plan, the deductible has to be $1,000 or less. So that's what the deductible would be. In our silver plan, it's $2,500 or less. Now, in the bronze plan, which is more similar to what you're talking about, where that deductible can be higher, so it would be a lower premium, higher deductible. There still are services uh, right now for 2021 primary care, urgent care, and specialist. Three visits would have to be allowed pre deductible. So they're not, um, they're comprehensive coverage of plans and they're a little more affordable and they give you more things, um, more services, pre-deductible.
0: Okay. Well, that makes, that makes sense. Now we've got United Healthcare, CareFirst Blue Cross Blue Shield and Kaiser Permanente. Do you guys beat these guys up and tell them these are the rates that you want or do they just come to you with rates or how does, how is they determined? But how does, how do they determine the rates?
1: Well, believe it or not, it's a, about a six month Process and it is not the exchange that has on the oversight of the rates. The Maryland Insurance Administration and the Insurance Commissioner are—that's uh, the agency—and uh, the uh, Insurance Commissioner has the authority to approve rates every year. And there's so much that goes into it. The carriers have to submit um, verification of uh, how, you know, what claims they pay, what their administrative costs were. There's a lot of back and forth between the insurance administration and the carriers to come up with what those insurance rates will be for that following year.
0: And they're probably starting to work on 2022 now, I would imagine at this point. Or thinking um, about 2020,
1: it. 2020, they actually have to file their rates by May of 2021 for 2022 health plans.
0: And again, MarylandHealthConnection.com is the way to go to get started or go look for an app called EnrollMDHC. Here's MHC. Oh. It's just MHC. And uh, call the call center. Question for you. I know when President Trump took office, there was a big brouhaha because he had, one of the very first things he did, I believe it was by executive order, was that he reduced the open enrollment period for the Affordable Care Act, a la Obamacare, and I believe it was through somewhere time in January, but it was cut down to that 45 days, November 1st to December 15th. How did that have an effect on you guys?
1: Well, as a state-based marketplace, we could determine uh, the length of our open enrollment. And we actually chose to keep it in line with the federal uh, marketplace, which is the uh, November 1st to December 15th. And we did that because what we discovered is even though we had longer enrollment periods, it did not change the outcome of how many people we actually got enrolled. What, in fact, what we found is There's so many people that will just wait till the last week or the second to last week to enroll anyhow. So we decided to keep ours at that six-week period. The biggest pressure it puts on is staff to have to handle that influx of that time frame. But uh, overall, we've had it at that time frame now for three years, and it works quite well.
0: Recently... Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, was sent back to the Supreme Court for review. And it seems like that's sort of a done deal now. They're not going to really do anything with it. It's going to remain pretty much as it was, correct?
1: We hope that's the case. Of course, we won't know for sure, probably until June. But what was encouraging uh, was to hear comments around what's referred to as severability clause, saying that, you know, we might invalidate the mandate But the rest of the law will will still stand. And what most people don't remember is that this, the Affordable Care Act, and if you remember back to 2010 when it was passed, and people would say, oh, it's 4,000 pages long. This is such a big, you know, big law. There is so much in it more than just the mandate, which the mandate is just for whether or not you have insurance. There's things that, have to do with Medicare, with, of course, Medicaid expansion coverage, with um, how drugs are, are, you know, drug pricing and drug categories. I mean, there's so much more than just do you have a health plan or not, that it's very, very vast. So I think on the severability clause, I feel pretty hopeful the ACA will survive.
0: Fingers crossed on that. I mean, I think that was a... Uh... A huge accomplishment for the Obama administration, and I won't say what President-elect Biden said at the time, but he said, you know, this is a big deal, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought, remember, that was a, the the open mic. It was a pretty pretty funny thing there as well. Do you... <laughs> You guys, again, open, step back a little bit. You guys opened the enrollment earlier because of the state of emergency and the pandemic here. And and right now we really don't see an end in sight for the pandemic. We do have a vaccine that is on the horizon. We're not quite sure when that's going to be mass available uh, yet at this point. Do you anticipate reopening this beyond December 15th for enrollment for people that continue to perhaps lose jobs or need to move into the exchange as opposed to having an employer-funded plan?
1: We are exploring uh, all options now. We're having those discussions internally. There are already different uh, what we refer to as special enrollments. There's different special enrollment categories that have existed pre-COVID. So things such as if you lose your employer-sponsored coverage, if you get married, if you have a baby, so there's a lot of ways that you can already get coverage. However, uh, we are fully committed uh, as our agency to really support whatever efforts are needed in Maryland to help keeping people healthy, especially during COVID. So we're having uh, those discussions now about uh, would there be any extension and and Stay tuned for more to
0: come on that. Well, it is in everybody's best interest to have as many Marylanders covered under insurance and to be able to remain as healthy as possible, uh, COVID or no COVID, just makes everything much better. So, I mean, I think that that's uh, easier it is for anybody to get enrolled in health care if they don't have it, the better, better off we are. And I think Maryland really is sort of, and you all have really kind of led the charge on that. And I've talked to a number of people in other states and everything else. And I'm like, you know, so far, Maryland is pretty easy to deal with. I mean, it's it's here. I mean, yes, it's a bummer that we, you know, have to pay for it. And it's somewhat expensive and it's an expense. But I mean, boy, if you ever need it, it pays for itself a hundred times over. That's for sure. But what else do we need to know about health insurance in Maryland for, for 2021?
1: Just that it is, you know, we, we've always said this in the past that how having health insurance is so important. Um, there's nothing more than that, a pandemic that has demonstrated that, uh, that you just never know what will come before you. And we are always looking for ways to make sure that we can provide health insurance affordably for Marylanders, and we'll continue to do so. But it's a, it's very confusing buying health insurance. And so don't we tell everybody, don't hesitate, call us, come to the website, you can just browse around and put in some numbers and see what you might be eligible for. Nine out of 10 people that come through our website or through any of our channels are eligible for financial assistance. So a lot of folks that think, oh, you know, I wouldn't be eligible for anything, it'd be too expensive. We, we ask you to challenge that thinking and call us or come to the website, check it out because there's more options available for you than you might think.
0: That's a huge number. 90% of the people that are on there are eligible for financial assistance.
1: Absolutely. They qualify for either a tax credit or for Medicaid that comes through our system.
0: Is there something in between Medicaid and tax credit? I mean, it's just sort of like a Medicaid with a reduced premium type thing.
1: No, it's right now it's, you know, Medicaid is free insurance and then there's tax credits and tax credits, you know, go up. To 400% of what we call the federal poverty level, and then beyond that, there is not um, any tax credit for that. That's where you're paying full freight. But um, you know, it's kind of a glide path uh, based on your income.
0: That's amazing. Nine out of ten people are eligible for some financial mm-hmm. assistance, and it could be could be 100%. It could be uh, you know, could be could, right. be could be a little bit. Well, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, you have until December fifteenth to do it and press the submit button. I imagine that's what it says at the end
1: <laughs> that's and,
0: um, and MarylandHealthConnection.com dot com is the website again. The app is enroll m h c and that's on google right. and apple app store mm-hmm. and then then the call center is eight five five six four two eight five seven two that's correct. And you said two hundred languages, right? Yes. I'm gonna find, to... find the I'm gonna find the two hundred and first language and call you and test you and find out which one that is. That, All right. <laughs> that doesn't Sounds do good. that. But that <laughs> that eight five five number two is a toll-free number. I remember I'm old enough to remember when eight hundred was the only toll-free number we ever had. <laughs> yes. uh, followed by eight eight eight, I think, and then the seven jumped in and now there's a number of them. Michelle Eberly, I thank you very much again for coming back to explain this. And this is something that uh, really needs to be explained and shouted out year after year and throughout the year, um, because we all do need to have health insurance. We do need to be covered. We do need to remain healthy. We need to get in there and use those benefits that we have to make sure that we're getting the well checks and everything else to live as long and as healthy of a life as we possibly can. Because we got a great state to live in, today, Once we get rid of COVID, once we get rid of COVID, we'll be we'll be set. Again, the deadline is December fifteenth. MarylandHealthConnection.com. and Michelle Everly is the executive director of the Maryland Health Benefit Exchange. And I thank you again very much for your time, and I would love to talk to you again as we move through this round two of COVID to see if the Health Benefit Exchange is going to be doing anything additional to extend that. I mean, obviously, if you are, make sure that we know about it so we can pass that out. Okay. And um, we'll go from there. I I think that's about it. Unless Did did we miss anything or is there something that you need to want to add in there?
1: I don't think so. Just thank you so much for having me back. And it's been a real pleasure. And thanks for helping us spread the word.
0: My pleasure. Anytime you want to come on and talk about this stuff, you're more than welcome. And I will just say, have a wonderful Thanksgiving.
1: Thanks, John. You too.
0: This has been a bonus podcast from Eye on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at ionanapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.